Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and I am your host of Education with an Edge, the podcast where every child matters because that's what I believe and you should too. I am so very excited to be here today with Nicole Ryan. She is a native of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, she is the owner and founder of Debt Elimination, LS Financial and Credit Building Firm. She is also the chair of the Economic Development Committee and the National Coalition of 100 Black women, um, the greater Omaha chapter. Nicole believes that bad things happen to good people. Poverty is a mindset that only wisdom can eradicate and consumers have options that they need to know about. And we are so very honored and grateful that you're here. Thank Thank you you. for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. Um, and so, as I said, you know, this podcast is dedicated to young people, um, you know, in need of overcoming obstacles, and we've all faced obstacles, but we want to hear about you and just a little bit about uh, about your childhood and how you grow, grew up and all that good stuff. Definitely. Again, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored um, to have you. <laughs> I would say growing up in Omaha, Nebraska, I grew up in South Omaha, Nebraska. I love South Omaha. And like you said, native Omaha. And um, we grew up very poor. And I would say maybe kind of alone and self-sufficient for the most part, because as 70 babies, I think they refer to it as, is it lock key? Yes, the latch key. Latch yes, key yes, children. Yes. I remember being nine years old with a key. Yeah. I remember coming home from elementary school, letting myself in at times. And it was the normal, though. I remember um, the doors being left open throughout the day or even later in the evening. So I come from that. And when I say poor, I don't say that in a manner of we um, we needed anything. We had everything we needed. I think it, was, it wasn't until maybe high school we started to, or even junior high, we started to realize that there was a difference with uh, regards to class and uh, folks having more than we had because the community that we were in in South Omaha – Everyone was poor, and it was all different races, so there really wasn't any racism or anything. You know, we just had the struggles. So I believe that had a lot to do with my heart of wanting to help people come out of that poverty mindset. So Lana Solutions was built. Lana Solutions was built because living in Omaha, Nebraska, as a teenager, you either were a telemarketer, Love that. I've been there. <laughs> or, or you were a debt collector if you wanted to make good money. Good money, right. <laughs> so definitely I got into the collections industry and was able to work my way up over the years in management and collections. And that uh, helped me to help family members and friends work out a lot of their debt issues. Started to realize I had a hobby there, spoke with my pastors about it, and then that's when they were like, you have something here. And you need to move forward. And so I did. So 2008, still played around a little bit. After I think it's $600 annually, you can call it an actual job and, you know, get your official EINs and tax information. But so 2011, I opened my first 
small office uh, in Northwest Omaha. And that's when everything became legal, and I've just been helping people clear up debt and making them aware of their options now for years. And it's been a blessing. I've just been... Con- Anytime I turn around, it's basically 90% word of mouth is my uh, organization. And folks have just come out the woodwork with regards to working with me to help our community, to get people debt free, get their credit scores built, and uh, just change the mindset of that impoverished mentality, thinking you have to take this credit card and go buy this suit to appear to be wealthy when it's an illusion of wealth. I think um, so many things that you said resonate um, so profoundly because everything that's reflected, I think, in our, what, what our children watch in social media, in the media in general, often you know, is not, as you said, it's, it's an optical illusion or it's not what it appears. And so, um, and even, and I'm speaking from experience, but the first time that I went to college and I didn't have parents to kind of look over me and say, now, what are you using your, you know, credit card for, or or what's going on? And that freedom is empowering. But if you don't know how to use that, it can be absolutely devastating. And I had several friends that got in way over their head and are still, um, at a disadvantage, truly, because of mismanaged opportunity, you know, mismanaged funds. Yes. And so what you do is so very important. And I also, the thing that I love the most about this podcast is understanding people's stories and their narratives of how everything came to be. And so everything from your background to your childhood to watching friends and family and neighbors and now using um, the skills that you learned, uh, you know, a, a, about everything and putting that into your business and, and utilizing your talents to help people um, come out debt-free is phenomenal because Definitely. that's true freedom. That's yes. true freedom. And and abolishing a poverty mindset of just because this is the way that my parents, you know, lived, this is the way that my grandparents lived, I'm never going to I don't need anything more, you know, it yes. is, is so very important. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so who was a mentor for you as a child and how did they impact your life? I would say as a child, I was pretty stubborn. Um, as far as mentors and stuff like that, I would have to say probably my uncle Jim and I had three aunties that would actually, and I'm going to refer to it as the hood, who would come down to our area. And my uncle was a Jesuit priest. He was actually the senior Jesuit priest over all of Creighton. So he was over all the priests. And then my three aunties were nuns. So coming into the community uh, and my mother is Caucasian, and my father's black. So coming into this community where there were a lot more brown skin uh, tones, uh, they were like angels. It was like a light. So they, they were like it was like these four individuals that were coming through, and everybody's like, "Okay, who is this? Who's coming through here?" And then they realized it was Father Jim, Aunt Patty, Catherine, and Loretta coming to check on my mom, yeah. and they gave me a sense and my uh, brothers and sisters a sense that there was life outside 
of what we were dealing with Mm -hmm. because they had a different look and they had a different vibe when they came in. And because they were such a blessing uh, to us, they were very positive. So I would definitely say I knew there was hope because of them. Because outside of that community, when you're younger, you don't know. It's like a gated community. Yes. And so, yeah, I would have to say my uncle and my three aunts. That's beautiful. Yep. That's a beautiful, um, such a beautiful tribute to them, to your family. But you make such an excellent point, too, that I would say it's like um, oftentimes kids don't know outside their four walls, you know, mm-hmm. until they're exposed to something, something bigger, something yes. greater that sparks their passion. Um, and it's just getting that exposure. Truly, it is. And it truly. was a teacher. I, I, there was a teacher in sixth grade, Mr. Boschka, and he was hard, but he was fair. Yes. And there was something about him where he would take more time mm-hmm. to really help us sixth graders at Indian Hill uh, Elementary yes. get it. Yes. And there was something about that kindness, too. I do remember him. And that's out of all my teachers. He's one of them that, as a child, stood out. So, yeah, I would have to say him as well. That's awesome. And I think that's important, too. Um, I taught for a long time. And, I mean, just the patience when you do have a teacher that's willing to take take the time with you and really invest in in you as a person is so important, so impactful. Um, What did you want to be when you grew up? Like, what did you want to be as a little girl? (laughs) I think being a 70s, 80s kid... I don't know what it was, but women wanted to be secretaries. Yes. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. So, of course, when I started my undergrad, it was some type of secretarial word processing certificate. Sure, yeah. And I, but what I realized is that I was just amazed by the whole business world. So, that's when the undergraduate rolled into business administration um, but I would say I just wanted to be that businesswoman later to find out an entrepreneur who just wanted to have that business um, where I already like to motivate and inspire people. So I didn't know which way I was going with it until uh, LS Financial, Lana Solutions, which was birth. And Lana, a lot of people don't know, that's an acronym of five of my children. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's Louis, Alwadu, Aliana, Noah, and Andre. Beautiful. I have Hannah now, who's five, but we'll figure out how to get get her her included in there. So (laughs) a lot of times people say, Lana. (laughs) No, that's beautiful. Let me explain the DNA of this legacy. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And it is, I mean, that is a legacy, but Uh that's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful, beautiful tribute to your children, too. Um, you know, what are some of the involvements that you have been part of um, in your community and why are they important to you? I'm glad you asked. I think the biggest thing that I focus on now is being able to reach our children and especially our uh, like younger age individuals. So I'll go into like Girls Inc. and I'll teach little fun courses on just saving and earning money. And I'll use some of their new age music and videos and different things that uh, give them interest when I'm having these courses and just let them give me feedback of the different jobs they do right now to earn money and how important it is to save. 
and, and different ways to invest even as a child. Now, when I'm dealing with our teenagers, I speak more to them about how they're going to, it's funny because I just did a, a presentation at, I can't remember the name of the place, but the, um, I'll have to get back to you on that, but the teenage group are foster kids. Yes. And um, we talked about credit and how it's coming. Sure. As soon as you get ready to go into college, these credit cards are coming. And what people don't understand is that it's not free money and it does have to be paid back. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that in the 90s when I got my $500 Radio Shack credit card. (laughs) Love that. Single mom. (laughs) I go out and buy a $200 uh, remote control Hummer truck yeah. for my two-year-old. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. we don't know. I'm thinking, right. oh, I'll pay it back. I'll pay back. $15 yeah. a month, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. And so having those conversations with the younger generation, it's fun. I get to talk to them about, even the teenagers, about their passions. There was this one guy who's into cars. He's 17. I mean, he just lights up. When you start talking about cars, and I was talking to him about, you know, what are you waiting on? You know, being able to talk to them about their dreams and how they can move forward now and just not to despise small beginnings and being able to take even your nickels and your dimes and start to store things away to until this dream becomes a reality. So those are some of the fun things I do in the community. So Girls Inc., um, I'll get back to you on the name with the foster care, Carol's House of Hope. I go in there. These are some of the uh, foster single mothers who age out of the foster uh, foster care system sure. and have nowhere to go oh, my with goodness. their kids. So Carol's House of Hope brings them in. I'm able to go in there and teach classes on credit and how they're able to get build up their credit scores so they can move out and start renting and then eventually start owning their uh, own home. Uh, another organization, yes. Yes. I've worked with them before. I've had people come in when I've been able to speak with them about uh, debt elimination and different things they're dealing with. Um, Christ North has a lot of uh, elderly, mm-hmm. older people. I've went in there and I've been able to talk to them about taxes and how to file them and how to eliminate and uh, take care of, even at that age, it's sad to say, student loans. Absolutely. A Absolutely. lot of medical debt. Um, because I ran a tax office for a few years in the Northwest area, I still have all that experience and I'm able to go in there and bless them with that. Uh, but yeah, from going into a work, I work with affiliates like Verdon Accounting, Edward Jones, Renaissance Financial, um, you know, just to name a few, Ameriprise, I, um, I'm just able to sit down with everybody in the community and help in areas that people just don't know. And because I've worked with the debt elimination and the uh, collections for so many years, and I've sat down with the largest banks in the world setting up these settlement, quote-unquote, collection aggregates and what you can and can do, I've just been able to bless people. Absolutely. And I, you are honestly truly a blessing. And one thing that you touched on that stood out for me was hope. It it you are you are in the business of giving individuals hope yes because you talk about going into to you know the foster care system and talking to uh students that are that are moving out and are getting ready to kids that are getting ready to be out on their own 
they haven't had maybe mentors that would talk to them about money. And I always joke, it's kind of a joke in our family that people would rather talk about really inappropriate things than money. Definitely. Like, yep. I mean, like if you are ever at a family event or just, I mean, in public, I mean, and, and it's, it's the leading cause of divorce. It's yes. the leading cause of, you know, individuals getting into debt and not knowing. And so I know that for me personally, and I feel like I had a great education and had a lot of opportunities, but I didn't have classes in finance. And I'm not talking like accounting classes. I'm not yeah. talking that. I'm talking like it would have been great if somebody was sat down with me and yeah. been like, this is like a checkbook. Yeah, just <laughs> this, personal banking Yeah, this is just, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I don't know if kind of my generation, they, they skipped through that. But I, I would like, I mean, one of the things that I would like to see, and I think there are organizations that are doing a better job and mm-hmm. schools that are doing a better job, but more life skills dedicated yes. to exactly what you're doing. Yes. Because what you're doing is seeing a need, filling a need, mm-hmm. where whether it's a single mom that mm-hmm. is, you know, in, in need, her and her children are in need of understanding the rental process and then the homeowner process and everything, or it's a young person, everyone needs an opportunity and access to that knowledge truly, yes. because a lot of individuals won't take the initiative on their, on their own. Oh. And, um, you made an excellent point. I mean, I remember, um, with the Radio Shack, I used to love Radio Shack, by the way, that's going to age me. Oh my God. That was the place. <laughs> I mean, we're telling our age, but yeah, when it came okay. to electronics and stuff like that, <laughs> it was, and the cool was, gadgets. Yeah. It things. was the apple of our day. It was. We'll put it that way. <laughs> it was. Um, no, but it's, it's true. And then a lot, you know, and I I even look um, and I'm sure that you go you know into stores and things with with your children where it's like they're dealing out credit cards at Old Navy at Gap but you know every place it's like would you like to sign up for a credit card today and it's like I can see a young person getting really confused and so um, it's awesome wonderful 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 that you are offering individuals hope and you're offering them knowledge because that's power it is thank you um what is one obstacle that you have overcome in your life and how did you overcome it? I would say the poverty mentality. Yes. And the reason I say that is because growing up poor, I spent a lot of time trying to become wealthy, not knowing one what wealth really meant. So I started working at 11 paper route. Mm -hmm. So always had an income, bought my first house in my early twenties, working two jobs, even as a teenager, when I was able to get my work permit, I was able to earn the income. I had no idea how to manage it. I had the look of success and wealth but I didn't understand or really know what true wealth was until Lana Solutions and being able to go into the home of individuals, even the ones that were truly wealthy who may have um, one income stopped coming in or some type of setback, some type of financial hardship. Rather, it was from um, medical or just business owners not getting the contracts they would normally get. I could go into the multi-million dollar homes and they can't pay a $5,000 mortgage. So it wasn't, I was able to see that this is like so worldwide. 
that folks don't even understand it. And no, everyone is not poor. There are a lot of wealthy people, uh, but the mismanagement of money, is, it's just a whole different level of maturity. So when I say it, finally realizing what wealth really was, I stopped comparing myself to my bank account. Yes. Because I knew that it could change at any given second, rather I was a multimillionaire or what have you, and I needed to be wealthy where I was Mm -hmm. and be steward, be a good steward of what I currently had and what I was currently building. And that's when I started to realize what wealth really was. And a lot of people that are in debt, they get plagued with they don't pay their bills, and that's not the truth. Some people deal with financial hardships in a way that you wouldn't even find imaginable. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say that was one of the biggest struggles because I was so used to buying what I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted. Money's always coming in. It's not going to stop. I earn money. I'm a worker. Okay. But at some point, you, get, you know, you have to set things up for your future because the clock is just ticking. And so I realized that money was like number 13th on the list of wealth and that peace was included. And there were so many other attributes with this thing called wealth. And so as I learned to really tap into that, I would say it shifted. There was a paradigm shift with regards to uh, what poverty really was. And, And I found out that it was constantly trying to work to look wealthy, but really no peace little money, you know, in the bank, but still just all over the place trying to chase something down that would never be caught until I realized the individual that I was, I was wealthy no matter what was in my account, that I was truly blessed and just wealthy to be alive here on earth. So it shifted everything. It made me respect money Mm -hmm. more. Because I had no respect for it. It's like I can earn it, I spend it, it you know. Yeah. We'll see some more, you yes. know, down the line. Yes. You make such a good point. I love that you incorporated peace um, on your list. And, and then also, because I think that there, I've met people, I've known people in my life that have equated their worth with their bank account and just like you said and so you're chasing an inanimate object that where is the ceiling and where is your I mean and I think one of the things that I that I tell students or that I tell young people too and I'm grateful that you're doing the work that you're doing is that you know to a certain degree wealth as long as basic needs are met and things like that, wealth does not necessarily equate happiness. You know, Um, you can be very wealthy and not have any time to spend with your family, friends, loved ones, things like that. And if you're just constantly, you know, not taking care of yourself and you're constantly, constantly working and on the treadmill, that's going to lead to burnout Mm -hmm. too. And I love what you said about the respect. If there were more options for young people to learn um, not to worship no, money because I think that that is a counterculture, you oh, know, definitely. this worship of this is the kind of lifestyle and the comparison game gets really scary. Yeah. But also how do I, what do I want my life to look like? Really? How yeah. much free time do I want to have? And I, yes. I think that that would even be helpful 
in choosing a career. Yes. You know, because it changes everything. It, cha- it changes everything because you might think that you want to do some. I, I've known, I've talked, and I'm sure you have too. I've talked to, um, a lot of young people that are like, well, I want to do this because it makes this kind of a salary. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, but, but wait a minute. What, <laughs> what's, what do you like to do on a daily basis? Because yes. you're going to spend a lot of time at work. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like what you're doing, mm-hmm. that's not going to matter. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and I love the piece because if you don't have peace within yourself, yes. none of it matters. None of it matters. None of it matters. Um, just excellent. Such, such excellent advice. Um, thank you. And speaking of advice, um, <laughs> what piece of advice would you offer a young person today? You know, living in, living in our society today, it can get crazy. And um, we know that, because we're a little bit older mm-hmm. <laughs> than them, um, you know, we know that there's obstacles that we faced when we were younger. But, but what's, one, what's one piece of advice that you'd like to give a young person just trying to, you know, just trying to be the best that they can be in today's society? I would say definitely, depending on how young we're talking, but to start early as as far as your savings and being a good steward of money because it rolls into your adulthood. Uh, And just not to despise small beginnings. I love that. I was blessed to meet um, an individual who has... 20 employees he's a multimillionaire, and he works out of his home yeah and it's like this facade of this storefront walmart target <laughs> right huge story there are millionaires Everywhere. we don't even know about yeah. because they don't want you to know <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so just not to despise small beginnings and just really go after your dreams and like you were saying what gives you that peace because that's true wealth. That's true wealth. That's true wealth. Um, what would you say your favorite quote or motto is and why? I know there's one that Dave Ramsey has. I'm trying to think which one it is. But I know one that has um, surfaced just for me personally has been, I don't just want... Um, I just I don't just want to look wealthy, but I want to be wealthy. Yes. So that's a huge one for me and that's just my own personal one. But I'm sure I can fall back on a million others that but I know Dave Ramsey, his the biggest thing comes to mind when I think of his quote, uh he talks about how we pay off debt to acquire more debt. Yes. <laughs> And to be more stressed, right? Yeah. About yes. So it's like this. You're in this hamster wheel. It's like I got to get this 850 FICA score so I can acquire more debt. And it's like, it's like it's that's the a, wrong it's mentality. A mentality. <laughs> but that's the way you know things are set up. So mm-hmm. until we sit down with individuals like myself and Dave Ramsey and Susie Ormans and yes. so many other people. It just requires, we have to unlearn a lot of things that we learn as a kid. And I think, um, I, I love both of those quotes. I love what you said, but I was, I was thinking as well, and I've even done this, the, old, the older that I've gotten, really to check my intentions before a purchase. That's good. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think when I was younger, um, you know, 
those were kind of, they were, they were connected to very like happy times. Most of the times there are, you know, kids have birthday parties, you get stuff that's, you know, how for mo, you know, that's a very, but as an adult, it's like, you know, I, I think for young people, maybe just checking their intentions before, is this going to add more stress to my life? Mm -hmm. You know, if I make this purchase, Mm -hmm. do I really need this? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, am I sad? Am I, am I, is it coming from an emotional response? Oh, that's good. You know, Um, and I think that it's even trickier in today's society. And I, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but we, we don't have to go to a store anymore. We literally can just get on our phones or online and add it to our cart, and then, <laughs> you know, it feels presto. like right and presto, and it and it feels like almost it didn't happen because you didn't have to physically hand someone money or a check or even a credit card. It's exactly. just right on your nice little Amazon account, no, <laughs> you know, or whatever good. or whatever. But it's so it's so true. So really checking those intentions before yeah. before purchases. It's like re- they call it retail therapy. Yes. Yes. Different things. And you don't even realize you it. You don't realize and it. And not to say that it's a bad thing because we all deserve to have yes. the things we want. Yes. But it just goes back to the stewardship. The if stewardship. you want the $5,000 handbag, manage it and get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't just get it and especially don't put it on credit. Right. So you have a three years or something, try to pay it off. You can't even enjoy it. Right. And you get greater deals when you have cash. Yes. And cash... Um, they always say cash is king. I was able to sit down with a realtor uh, who who changed the way I think about that as well. Cash flow is yes. king. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Um, what in this? I always like to ask my guests this question because it's I, I, it's one of my favorite questions too because I try to ask myself that as well. But you're living your life with so much purpose and passion, Nicole. That when you wake up in the morning, what what do you want your legacy to be? I want to make sure that my legacy is a legacy of freedom. Yes. Because I feel like so many of us are bound to systems that have been set up prior to us that we unconsciously flow into these systems, not even really realizing what our purpose is. So one thing I even drive in my children, keeping in mind we're talking age 28 to 5, I talk to my older kids about doing those things that truly make them happy and give them life. And I know that doing that and becoming a master in those areas, you're solving a problem. It's going to pay you regardless, especially once you become the expert in that field. But don't get into something like you mentioned, just because of the pay. Because if you're not happy in life, I want them to be able to wake up and it took I it took me years to learn, but I want my legacy, my children's children's children to be in positions where they are free. And and that that is beautiful. Freedom is beautiful in and of itself. (laughs) Yes. Um, Having the option, having options and having choices. Definitely. Yes. Um, So where can we find um, Lana Solutions financial financial, um, website, social media? Where can our viewers, our listeners find you? 
Definitely. So Lana Solutions, I'm on pretty much every social media handle. I'd say the easiest way to find me is on Facebook, uh, but you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok now. Yes. I finally gave in to the TikTok <laughs> You're dragon. With, you're I love with it. it. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I said Instagram and just pretty much if you um, type in Lana Solutions and you still at this point have to put Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> you can Google me and find me as well. But yeah, I'd say Facebook, Lana Solutions. Wonderful. Well, um, we are just going to continue to watch you and be in awe of everything that you're doing, um, not just in our community, but but all over um, how you're impacting young people and and changing that mindset, that that poverty mindset um, and encouraging peace and and also being good, a good steward of, of one's resources. And so we're so very grateful that you are here with us today, Thank you. Nicole. And um, we are so very grateful that all of you were here with us today um, and uh, continue to be a bright light in this world. Um, you have a purpose, you have a passion, um, and we are so very grateful that you're here. Um, once again, this is Jaquel Lane with Education with an Edge, the podcast dedicated to all things children because we believe that every child matters. Thank you and have a great day. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jaquellane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.